Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's evangelist Jonathan. Hallelujah! This is Miracle Sunday. There are people who have come from far away. Many people have come from far away. That without a touch from Jesus, their life is over. But Jesus is the giver of life. And today, every death sentence is canceled in the presence of Almighty God. You're not leaving here like you came. Just remain on your feet for a little bit. Say hello to our children up on the walkway. We had 113 children in Children's Church. That's where, that would be a good attendance number for a church that's 18 months old for the adults. So we thank Jesus. I woke up angry in my spirit from the Lord. The church and the problems you see in America are not due to the Democrats, though they don't help, or the Republicans who also don't help. But the problem, the Bible says judgment must first begin in the house of God. Church in America, by and large, we're not knocking we're not the only church. This is not a call. Their church is much better than ours. Pastor Rodney Howard Brown's that I'm under, and, and I could go on to others. But by and large, if you read the Bible, church does not resemble the life and ministry of Jesus. So when you begin to have a church that <laughs> resembles it, then they must be a call. They, they pray for people. People fall over. I don't like that falling over. Would you prefer I spit in people's eyes? Jesus spit in people's eyes. Jesus blessed the children. Jesus laid hands on people. He cast out devils. People should not go to church Sunday after Sunday and stay addicted to things. They should not go to church and die. And I told you last night, and I'm telling you again, I did not become a pastor to conduct funerals. I came to stop funerals. That whatever plan the devil has to kill you, that plan is destroyed today in Jesus' name. Remain on your feet. I'll have you sit plenty. Luke chapter 4. This is Jesus speaking. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me or empowered me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives must be released. That's today. Every captivity of sickness and disease, you are released from it in the presence of God today. That the blind will see. I think we're up to four transgender people now that have given their lives to the Lord and gone back to their biological captivity released. Yeah. Thank God for coffee. Thank God for donuts. But that's not what gets the job done. Those are things to put in the lobby. Those are not things to build as the foundation of a ministry. Can you say amen? Nobody watches movie night at church and gets delivered from demons. And people need delivered now more than they needed in Jesus' day. The Bible says that Satan, knowing his time was short, declared war on the children of men. Satan knows Bible prophecy. He knows he's about finished. So he's just doing everything he can to thrash like a petulant child and take as many people out as he can. And the Lord spoke to me to begin this church to, among other things, put an end to this epidemic of fentanyl deaths that have now claimed more lives than the Vietnam War. 
Silence in the Republican Party. Silence in the Democrat Party. Don't tell me our intelligence agencies don't know where that's produced and shipped. But I'm done. I don't care. I'll take matters into my own hands. Because prayer moves mountains. Prayer is a destructive force to the destruction of the devil. Enough is enough. That's what I have in my, in my spirit this morning. You can't get delivered from, from an addiction you're not disgusted with. You can't get delivered from a sickness you're not disgusted with. I'm trying in my preaching to show you who you are. Jesus, you're produced in God's image. You're not meant to be a burden. You're meant to be a blessing. And as you believe, what do you have to do to get there? Only believe. But first, the word has to knock the sleep out of you. Arise, oh sleeper, from your slumber. Doctor said my blood count's high and they're going to try a new pill and then if that doesn't work, they have a second one. That will lull you into a grave. It starts with enough is enough. You read these miracle stories in the Bible. They were simple men and women that made up their mind. I'm not going to die. If this man, Jesus, heals the sick, I'm going to grab his clothes and his life is going to flow into my life and I'll never be the same. That's what is going to happen today. Because he said, he, he, the same way he said don't commit adultery, the same way he said don't lie. He said, after I leave, heal the sick. Cast out devils, cleanse the lepers. This church never masked up. This church had a policy that if you wore a mask, you were to sit in the back. So I didn't have to look at your fear. We never did that. We never will. This church does not have a place for fear and sickness. This church destroys fear and destroys sickness. I, again, I'm not knocking other churches, but people shouldn't have to drive eight hours to get prayer. In America. Some states, there's not every state, some states you can't recommend any place for people to go where they can receive ministry. Just a little speech. I mean, you know, things don't always work out like they should, but God's the God in the storm. Let's close in prayer. Father, as we go our separate ways, bless each one. There's no, no that was not what Jesus was doing. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Luke chapter 6. What does Jesus' ministry look like? Verse 17. When they came down from the mountain, the disciples stood with Jesus on a large, level area surrounded by many of His followers. And by the crowds, there were people from all over Judea and from Jerusalem and from as far north as the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. Why did they come? They came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. And those troubled by evil spirits were healed. Say with me, sickness and disease. And say torment of the devil. Yeah, I can't sleep at night. I wake up screaming. That's, that's torment of the devil. That's not how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to sleep. The Bible says perfect peace will I give to him. That's what I have. I have no trouble sleeping, just waking up. I go to sleep right here, right now. You didn't have this service to do. 
You ask my wife, I fall asleep in my suit and tie with my shoes on. Wake up looking like Ward Cleaver. So I have to like fix my hair and go on with my day. No, it's not normal to be tormented. I mean, when you get older, certain things don't work right anymore. What scripture is that? That is the propaganda of every show that you watch on TV sponsored because what did we used to make in this country? What was this whole city built on? Steel. What's the money now? Healthcare, pharmaceuticals. So all the programming. Do you have a pain in your body? Are you peeing more than you used to? First of all, if you are keeping track of how much you pee every day, you need the devil cast out of you. Are you using the restroom more? Do you, is your vision blurry? Do you sometimes feel sad? Everything getting you focused on sickness and death and disease so they can get you on a pill. What was that study they just released in England? And we're not knocking doctors. We have doctors in this church. A few. We're for everybody that helps people. But what did they find out? 50% of prescribed medications have no discernible benefit and only 17% could they notice any, any help. That was a medical study. So you're putting your trust in something where there's people in high power that just want to milk you as an asset uh, uh, and the poorer you are, the more they do it because they know you can't sue. Then nine years from now, when your body's all messed up, there'll be a commercial on The Price is Right. Did you take Plavaxel? Do you now have bleeding from the rectum? Yes, I do. Call this number, and we may be able to get you $71 three years from now. And they already have, those companies already have that built into their budget. And it's a business. I'm going to tell you right now. The same way Jesus flipped over the money changers in the temple, that system that prescribes, how about that lady I prayed for at the Pittsburgh Crusade that was prescribed Suboxone? She weighed under 100 pounds. How do you, you're, if you're not supposed to take Tylenol every day, how do you prescribe Suboxone to a 100 pound woman? Because she lives in Section 8 housing, that's how. So she's got no recourse. Same way they'll put all your kids, when you're broke, on every drug they can put them on. Because they know you can't do anything. And if you challenge it, they'll take custody away. That's why we don't just preach healing here. We preach a God that takes you from the dunghill and sets you among princes so you don't have to put up with the crap of this world. Say it, announce it to the devil. Say, I'm coming out today. Say it like you mean it, I'm coming out today. The Bible says this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Every person will leave this Sunday service with reason to rejoice, saying, surely the Lord has done great things. That's a gospel fact. Luke 6. Everyone tried to touch him because healing power went out from him. And he healed everyone. He healed how many? You know, God doesn't always heal. People that talk like that are going to be in trouble on Judgment Day. I'm telling you right now. Because Jesus cares about the health of people's bodies. So much so that he took a whipping on his back. Beaten beyond the form and visage of a man. If our friends in other churches that teach that that was for our spiritual sicknesses. Oh, then why did he have to go to the cross after? If he paid the price for sin 
by the whipping on his back there was the cross was unnecessary but he was whipped that by his stripes I am healed you are healed it's illegal for the devil to lay on you what's already been laid on Christ Jesus I'll have you sit in a second but before you do July 2nd through the night is not a church convention it's not a Christian conference it is a week to meet with the power of Jesus and they touched him and as many as touched him power 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 flowed out from him power resurrection life that's what this religion is based on power Buddha Buddhist temples have no power Buddha's dead and I always found him very chubby for someone so big on self-discipline as big as a house Muhammad they don't get healed in mosques they don't even teach healing there they don't expect anything a dead man can't help anyone every religion can take you to the tomb of their founder but only Christianity can take you to an empty tomb because on the third day he got up he conquered death he conquered death for you I said he conquered death for you for you he meant to conquer it for him he was already the son of God he did it for you that believing in me you might have life and might live I am the resurrection and the life he that believes in me though he were dead yet shall he live so when I play this tickets are free everything's free because Jesus it's not free but Jesus paid the price and he told ministers don't charge freely you've received freely give what a wicked backslidden church that charges tickets to hear the gospel while I'm making enemies all over the country let me just make actually internationally now now I'll have people that hate me in places I've never been how wicked to charge people how does somebody pay $75 to hear hear the gospel do you charge people for prayer no I don't think so not if you want to go to heaven where did that all come from I was born not long ago I'm only 42 I don't remember any ticket for any church event even Carmen's concerts were free so where did this where did this garbage come from I'm sending it back to hell it's not gonna set up shop in the United States of America this is not entertainment this is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ now this is this is up to you over to you you can come no days you can see if you can come one or two but if you plug in July 2nd through the 9th I'm paying great cost to save you much travel to bring in the top and I mean the top the tippy top men and women of God on planet earth including our very own pastor Kofi who is in their class a great man of God and a great preacher that's why I put him up on the fly that man is anointed I want you to get ready this summer is gonna be the greatest summer you've ever had stay on your feet and watch this and let's enjoy it together roll it fellas no eye has seen 
No ear has heard, nor has it ever entered into the heart of man what God has reserved for those who love him. In Bible-type love, hot, fiery love for God. The eyes of unbelief see nothing but difficulty and defeat. The eyes of faith, yeah, there are giants in the land, but they're unprotected. They're merely bred for us. If the Lord is with us, we'll go in and possess it at once. No matter where you go, God will surround you. The Lord will go before you. God will protect you. No harm and evil will come nigh to you. God will give you power over the devil and power over sin and power over your flesh. Tell the whole world over and over and over and over again that Jesus loves you with all his heart and he wants to save you and to save your life. You understand Jesus is coming and sooner than most of you people think he's coming. I'm not just saying that to get you excited. I'm telling you, he's coming. RTCregister.com. There's no cost, but you do need to register. It's going to be held right here. The whole thing, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Every day. We're not announcing who's speaking which days. Because I don't want people coming in to hear their little favorite speaker and then leave for the people they don't like. And you need to plug in for the week. Sometimes it takes two or three days before your flesh settles down. You can start hearing from your spirit. So do everything you can. If you end up losing your job for being in church for a week straight, we'll believe God for new jobs on day eight. This church is gonna astound people in this city that there's just flocks of people. You already, you look at that parking lot out there. Do you know, though we haven't outgrown this building by number of people it can hold, we have outgrown it by number of people the parking can hold already. Already. I saw they permitted this for 788 people. I don't wanna know the size of the building that I'm gonna to have to build for a 4,000 seat church. If 75,000 feet Square feet hold 788 people. I think if the people in Coriopolis were in charge of zoning, Heinz Field would be permitted for 2,000 people. Let me tell you, they'll never have a building big enough to hold what God's gonna do in Pittsburgh in the last day. The streets will be empty on Sundays again. It won't be profitable to have your business open before lunch. Congratulations in advance on the best year you've ever had. Can you say amen? You can be comfortably seated. Stay up with me, Ben. I know you've been standing a long time. But stay with me. I'm gonna quickly receive the tithes and offerings, which will be the first miracle. Second Chronicles 15, verse one. Welcome everybody that's watching online. Second Chronicles 15, one. Then the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, son of Obed, and he went out to meet King Asa as he was returning from the battle. Listen to me, Asa, he shouted. Listen, all you people of Judah and Benjamin. The Lord will stay with you, 
As long as you stay with him. How I many know God stays with us no matter what we do? The Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. Whenever you seek him, you'll find him. But if you abandon him, he'll abandon you. For a long time, Israel was without the true God, without a priest to teach them, and without the law to instruct them. What led to their downfall? The Bible's telling you why Israel got into trouble. Because of the devil? No. Because there weren't priests that would tell people what the, what the word said. What percentage of denominations have already acquiesced to the rainbow flag? Meanwhile, you have secular organizations rejecting it. MLB, the Major, major League Baseball, changed their profile picture to a rainbow on June 1st and changed it back within like eight hours. People are done. You're at the church caving to everything. People don't like hearing about money, so they don't teach on it. People don't like hearing about Bible sexuality. Don't teach on it. People don't like hearing about how drunkenness is a sin, so we don't talk about it. So just don't talk about anything. The Bible says the whole nation has plunged into darkness because there's no minister with the quijones to stand and tell the people what the Bible says. And it led the country into destruction. These 65-minute, 70-minute church services that are all over the country, they are the problem with America. That's why we're building a huge building on Interstate 279. We're not going to rush you out so the next group can come in and hand you communion at the back door. Sorry, we just have to go real quick. you got to get the other people in. This is not McDonald's. This is the church. Can you say Amen. During those dark times, it was not safe to travel. Problems troubled the people of every land. Nation fought against nation and city against city. For God was allowing them to be troubled with every kind of problem. But as for you, be strong and courageous, for your work will be rewarded. Verse 8, when Asa heard this message from Azariah the prophet, he took courage and removed all the detestable idols from the land of Judah and Benjamin and in the towns he had captured in the hill country of Ephraim. And he repaired the altar of the Lord, which stood in front of the entry room of the Lord's temple. Then Asa called together all the people of Judah and Benjamin, along with the people of Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon, who had settled among them. For many from Israel had moved to Judah along Asa's reign, when they saw that the Lord was with them. People, when they see the Lord's with you, the people move to where you are. I won't take a show of hands how many of you have moved here from another state or snuck in from another country and have set up residence here. We have a, another family, my English friends, stand up. The second year in a, uh, week in a row, we've had a family come in from England. Give them a big hand clap. Because the anointing draws people. You know, God bless you. You know, as you make room for the anointing, the anointing makes room for you. If you make a place for the anointing in your business, it'll draw help to you. You ever see Chick-fil-A having to close early because they don't have enough workers? No. They have an endless army of khaki pants clad Christian nerds ready to help you. If you make room for God, God makes room for you. Eleven. On that day they sacrificed to the Lord 700 cattle. 7,000 sheep and goats from the plunder they had taken in battle. Then they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord, the God of their ancestors, with all their heart and soul. 
they agreed that anyone who refused to seek the Lord, the God of Israel, would be put to death, whether young or old, man or woman. They shouted out their oath of loyalty to the Lord with trumpets blaring and ram's horns sounding. All in Judah were happy about this covenant, for they had entered into it with all their heart, wholeheartedly. They earnestly sought after God, and they found Him. And the Lord gave them rest, round about from all their troubles. And the Lord gave them rest, round about from all their troubles. And the Lord gave them rest, round about on every side from all their troubles. Life isn't supposed to be fighting all the time. You can enter into a place of rest with God. My peace I give to you. And my peace is not like the peace of this world. Peace that passes all understanding. You know, if you promise perfect peace to people, you better be one strong dude. Because that means you have power to defeat anything. When Jesus said he gives peace, that's not a statement of passivity. I'll knock out anything that's troubling you. What does the Bible say the blessing is in Deuteronomy 28? Though your enemy attacks you from one direction, I will make him run from you in seven directions. How many of you know we're in a mental health crisis? I'm not. I have peace. Total peace. My mind doesn't run the show. My spirit runs the show. How many of you know we're in an epidemic? I'm not in an epidemic. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. So that's why I'm preaching. I feel sorry for you. I wish you would listen. I'm paying millions of dollars to get this all over the world on TV and everything else so that people can hear and be safe. But you can't make people serve the Lord. You can preach the word and then they do with it what they want. The Bible says when Paul preached in Acts chapter 17, some laughed. <laughs> that really works. Some said, we want to hear more about this later. That's where most people are. Now, I, I believe there's some truth in that. There's not some truth in it. It is the truth. Nobody stakes their life on that book and goes backward. I promise you. I promise you. As long as they stayed with God, he stayed with them and defeated all their enemies. You can win in life without fighting. There were several attempts to take this church down by various entities in the 17 months since we started it. And uh, I found out about all of it after it was all settled. Where people that didn't even go to the church heard about it and did something about it. For me. Though your enemy attacks you from one direction, I'll make him run from you in seven directions. If I took a show of hands here, some people, your life has been fighting from the time you can remember. Parents fighting, everything difficult, hard. There's people that hashtag every Facebook post, hashtag the struggle is real. And for them it is. But I'm telling you from the Bible today, you can enter a place in life where you can end every Facebook post with hashtag the struggle is over. Because Jesus, Jesus stilled the storms of my life.
Sunday is dedicated to those people. Father did not do what he should in your home. Mother was carrying a burden she couldn't bear. You're basically on your own at eight and nine years old. You know Jesse Duplantis that, that's coming to preach? Do you know he had to work a full-time job at 11? For the rest of his life, his father told him and his younger brother, I'm charging you rent for your room. Yeah, just like the Bible says. A, a father should charge rent to his 11-year-old. Camila's 10. You imagine if I told her she owes rent money? She would just cry. She has about enough for her own house. Maybe she'd just move out. So he starts working at a grocery store. And the guy ends up making him manager at 12 because he's such a good worker. And the manager said, I'm not going to tell your dad I gave you a raise because I know he'll raise your rent. So isn't it interesting? That when the devil uses somebody that should help you to hurt you, God raises up other people that have no business to help you to help you. That's what a pastor is supposed to be. A pastor, <laughs> a pastor, which is why you have to fast and pray and all that stuff. Because a pastor is placed to basically make up for 35 years of bad people in a week or two. That's what you're supposed to do. Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. I'll give you shepherds after my own heart who will watch over your souls so i can't help what happened the last 40 years but i uh, i can't change that but i can change by the power and grace of god i can change what happens from what's today the fourth from june 4th 2023 onward are you listening to me on daystar in the nursing home in prison I got a message after last week's Sunday service. My brother watched you in prison today and gave his life to the Lord. Thank you. That's what this church is doing. We are serving notice on the devil. You will let every captive go. Do you believe that with me? Clap your hands unto the Lord. Where a man's treasure is, there his heart will be also. Notice no offering was taken. But as soon as they heard the word of God and realized they had strayed from him, they made a sacrifice and gave the Lord their money. And how does the scripture end? And they were very sad because after they realized what they had done, they realized they had been worked up into a frenzy and now we're penniless. No, and the people were happy. It starts out with the people sad and it ends with the people happy. For they had entered into a covenant with all their heart. So offerings are not separate. You know, if I was a normal pastor, I would say, now listen, I hate that we have to do this because this is a miracle Sunday, but real quick, we need to take an offering. They don't understand that everything goes hand in hand. Offerings and the tithe tie your heart in with the house of God. I would love to see the percentage of pastors that close down their churches that, that personally tithe. Because there's no way you could, you know, with me, it ain't happening. It's like you telling me uh, you need to shut your wife out of your house for 15 days. Not happening. She's my wife. I love her. So you pass her every law you want. I don't care. You will not get me out of the house of God. I'm not an American preacher. You know, I live in America. I was born in America. I've preached in India. I've preached in Congo twice. I've gone to places where I got emails from the U.S. Department of, of Gov. We advise you not to go there. Okay, thank you for the advice. When the angel came to my room in Bridgeville, I don't remember seeing you there. So I'm on my own mission. So I don't have an American commitment 
to the house of God. I've, I've met people that have had their leg beaten till the bone was emulsified by police for, for serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Furthermore, up until recently, if you got into this line of work, ministry, it ended the same way. Burned at the stake. It's only in the last couple hundred years that actually God probably had enough of watching his great men get burned alive and through providence created a nation that has housed and made a place for preachers that the word of God could go forth from this country. We have people watching us from all over the world. I'm not knocking any other countries, but this is... God's hands on this place. 90% of world missions giving comes from the United States. It's like God made even, what, what state is this? Pennsylvania. William Penn, who they didn't like his breed of Christianity, Quakers, where people would quake under the power of God. It had nothing to do with oats. And they were, you know, they're going to kill him. So he gets a land grant right where we're at right now so he can freely practice his faith. That's why I've had to tell two different government leaders, one during COVID, one since we started the church, take care of the steps you're about to make because the Constitution in Pennsylvania is stronger than the U.S. Constitution when it comes to protections for religious freedom. That's why the Amish can carry on like it's 1580 and nobody can do a thing about it. You can't make them wear masks. So when people sell this country out, God's finished with America. God's angry with America. No, he's actually not because I live here and he likes me a lot. And you live here and he likes you a lot. He even said he wouldn't have destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah if he could find five righteous. America has sown seeds of the gospel all over the world. And they're going to have a harvest of the gospel. You saw me play that promo video. I'm not blowing smoke. 2023 will be the year that everything the devil tried to stop during the COVID lockdowns is going to blow back in his face. Big gospel meetings. Packed gospel meetings. Miracles. Healing. Salvation. The baptism of the Holy Ghost and the power of God. So I want to appeal to you for the tithe and offering today uh, from that standpoint. You're tying your heart in with God. He just wants our tithe. If every one of you gave 100% of your income, it wouldn't be enough to do what we're doing. I'm not saying that arrogantly. I'm telling you a fact. God doesn't need your tithe to carry out his work. Your tithe doesn't help God. Your tithe ties you in with God's work and with God and his covenant and then the blessing the same way the curses flowed for free from today the blessings will flow for free now we had a lady fly up from another state and drop off a million dollar check and then leave that was a few weeks ago she didn't even stay for lunch and that won't be the last one and there's other people that are watching me online that God's spoken to you to do something ridiculous like that that won't be the last million dollar giver I sowed a million dollar seed in March. It doesn't say your gift will come back to you one fold. It says your gift will return 100 fold. So looking forward to the other 99 flights. Amen.
There's people who God's spoken to to do something large. It's not to help build the church, though it will build the church. It's to tie your heart in with God. Where a man's treasure is, there his heart will be also. If you do any marriage counseling as a pastor, if they're having marriage problems, a long time ago, the gifts stopped flowing. There might be some mistress getting it somewhere, but the gifts, but there's no, there's no love anymore. There's no expression of love. If you ever do the marriage counseling, no, that's not true. I bought you. Remember, I took you to Applebee's in 2003. And a lot of times the one spouse doesn't even realize how long it's been since they've done something because the time just went by and they grow apart from their spouse. That's how it is with God. People don't just wake up one morning like me, like I'm on fire. I'm not going to wake up tomorrow morning and go, I'm done. I'm done. You know, God, I, I'm, I'm back enough. No, it's a slow leak. It's not a blowout of a tire. It's a slow, steady leak. Today at the front end of this miracle service, I want to challenge you on the first Sunday of a new month to give your best to God, to tie your heart in with God. There's a man in this church who's been coming for a few months and he said the Lord dealt with him to make a change in his business. Something unethical was being done at the business that brought in money, so he put an end to it. Well, that left him with a big deficit. And as soon as he made that decision, he got a call that week that guaranteed him business that was the exact amount of the money that he gave up. Everything's a test. You think God, God's not stupid. I might I should do a four-week series entitled God's Not Stupid. He's not, no command is for your detriment. Godliness is profitable unto all things. The harder you follow the commands of God, the harder the commands of God follow after you. You don't know, that is Jonathan. That is Jonathan. Nice to meet you. She said, is that Jonathan, mommy? She just wanted to help out that her mom's not lying and that I'm not a hologram. Your envelopes are in your seat. The tithe is not a decision. It's a calculation. It's 10% of your income. There's no decision. It's, it's God's. <laughs> we're... We, Pastor, we've met as a couple. We've decided to start tithing. It's like I've decided to stop stealing. It's God entrusting you. You can only bring the tithe. It's God entrusting you with something that's his and seeing whether you'll run off with it or, or return it. I would advise returning. You know, before we receive the offering, I mean, you can fill everything out. How come, like let's say we have 750 people here today. So a good number out of a church of 750, if you read books, would be 40 volunteers. 40 people out of a church of 750 that volunteer to help in any way. A great number would be 120. We have almost 400 people that are signed up to volunteer and volunteer. We have a rotation of children's workers, rotation of nursery, rotation of ushers, our usher squad's starting to look like the Bosnian army. Brother Belt Buckle, come to your pastor quickly. Give my friend a big hand clap so you can stay on his good side. Now, what happens when you start putting God first? I want you to share the testimony you share with me because there's a hundred other people that need God to do the same thing. 
So I've been fighting the nicotine uh, for about 20 years, and uh, at the theater, um, he spoke about the it won't taste good and all this other stuff. So the next day, it just didn't taste good. Um, so I put it down for about it's been about six, seven weeks now. So I feel good. Um, yeah. Proud of you. Now he can live one. That's what God wants. He can be alive a long time to smash the faces of anyone who would cause trouble on Sunday morning church. Amen? Boy, if somebody wanted to do this church harm, it'd be fun to watch. <laughs> Videotape it and sell it on a pay-per-view. Amen? Everybody say, I'm blessed. I want Brother Terry and Sister Sherry Moyer to stand to their feet, and I want everybody to see them. They're from Washington, Pennsylvania. Please. Did you know they have a son who's uh, two years older than me, and my mom didn't have any money to buy me school clothes when my dad was starting off in the ministry, and one Sunday they brought two hefty bags of their son's mostly unworn clothing or lightly worn because he grew out of it. I remember it was all Ralph Lauren Polo stuff. And they said, we were just thinking of you, Judy, that Jonathan is the size our son was when he grew out of these clothes. Would you be interested in them? And I haven't seen them to say thank you, but I want to thank you publicly for what you did to help my family. And I want you to give them a great big hand clap. Giving people. Love you. That's a true story. Everybody say, God will take care of me. <laughs> Praise God. See, I remember that. My mom gave, said, try these on. They all fit. I had a big wardrobe full of clothes that were super nice. And my mom said, you know, I had no money to buy you clothes. And look what Jesus did for us. Yeah, I've been watching that. What about on those, that family, the brawlers that own that Dairy Queen in Washington, Pennsylvania? You know, when my dad was on the mission field, my mom took his 30. She said, we can get drinks and split a large French fry because we were out of money. And they never, my mom always looked nice. We pull by there, she orders, they give us the french fries, then they give us a big sack of food. So I heard Tiff's of preaching overseas, here you go. See, all these people are doing, try the giving track, try it. <laughs> try it. This ministry swims in money by giving. We gave a million, three million came back in like 40 days. Try it. Try putting God first in your money. Do you know, you think, I'm, you think I'm making that up? It's the only place in the Bible where God said, try it and let me prove it to you. Try it. You know what he said? See if I'm lying. Try me. Try me. Your crops will be abundant. I'll cut the hand off the devourer for your sake. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God's going to heal you today. Then I want to challenge you to do what they decided to do in 2 Chronicles 15. Don't go missing. Tie your life into the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not trying to get everybody to move from where they live and move to Pittsburgh. But I will tell you, there are people watching me right now. If you continue to go to that church, you're going to die. They don't believe in healing. They mock blessing. They don't believe in the Holy Ghost. I don't understand. That's why. Who you affix yourself to matters. 
And I'm, I'm not, I'm telling people that they've already been dealt with in their spirit. You can't go to some church that mocks the Holy Ghost or has no room for the Holy Ghost. It's a, it's a risk. Then you look at the flip side. Where's our teenagers that are here? Everybody that's in the youth group and young adult group, stand up, wherever you are. Stay on your feet. Now, you can ask their parents. Their kids are called into the ministry. They, they, they talk Jesus. They're not, they're not, their parents aren't having to come and ask for prayer. You know, my son's into this, my daughter. No, the, the, the children are leading the parents to the Lord. Kids going into the grocery store and asking people, if, can I pray for you? Treating sheets like it's a mission field. So it's not just you, it's your family. To your children's children. Congratulations, youth. When's the summer camp? When's fire conference? July 16th. So if you want to go, they're going to, Pastor Rodney Hard Brown is having fire conference for the youth. And uh, they had just under 3,000 teenagers there last year. And it'll be bigger this year. Your teenagers, let me tell you, I got messed up at 16. I haven't been right since. I had an encounter with Jesus in the summertime. And it still has not worn off. So, if your teenagers would like to go, you can see Pastor Jay and uh, Pastor Maddie, our two great youth pastors. Stand up, Pastor Maddie. Let everybody see you. You know something? Her mom was not able to have, it was told she won't have children. And that man, Jesse Duplantis, in Louisiana, her parents are from Louisiana, called her mother out and laid hands on her. And along came Maddie one year later. So it's easy to preach on miracles when your youth pastor is a miracle. Amen. Glad you're alive. You can be seated, youth. I took Pastor Jay on the road with me for a long time. We went to Fort Worth, Texas, and I finished preaching. We would always look on Yelp where to go eat that's open late. And I said, hey, I found this place. It's a hot, it's a street hot dog place in Houston, or in Fort Worth. Want to drive and go and get it? It's in the Yelp Top 100. He said, no. I said, what do you mean, no? We go everywhere together. He said, uh, there's a girl that came down. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You go walk on God's path. He, he has it. That's how Jay found his wife, serving the Lord. He wasn't on a dating site. He was in church. And then she was in church. There they are. If you'll commit, like if this is God's path, if you'll commit to this path and stay on it, you know what the Bible says? There's two things on this path. Goodness and mercy. I don't know how to convey it outside any other way than to tell you by the Spirit. As hard as life was up until today, that's how easy it's going to be on the back half of this year. This is not only a miracle service. This is going to change the tide of how things have been flowing in your life. In Jesus' name. If you believe it, can you say amen? So here's the ways you can give. Revivaltoday.com, you can click give now. 
Thank you for giving online. Those of you who the Lord's dealing with your heart, thank you for your giving. What else? Oh, yeah. You can set up a will for free from the church and you don't have to go to the, give to the church. I'm just trying to help you not leave anything to the government. Churchwill.com. Then you, there's revival today in the drop-down menu and you can do it that way. You don't have to leave anything, but if you'd like to leave uh, something to the church, you're welcome to. And we set that up for you. So then if you've wanted to do a will, it's totally free. We pay a monthly fee. The lawyer from the Southern Baptist Church, their top lawyer, set it up to help church people out. So I got that for you. And uh, then you can mail it. Revival Today, P.O. Box 7, Prosperity, Pennsylvania, 15329. All right. I want you to sing that song you sang right before I took the mic, if you would. Father, I thank you for a 100-fold return on everything that's sown today. In Jesus' name. Thank you in advance for miracles, even while I'm preaching. Let them break forth in the congregation like popcorn. Boom. Deaf ear open. Boom, blind eyes seen. Boom, cripple jumping up. Boom, central nervous system working like it's supposed to. Thank you for reversing every sickness and every disease. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, go ahead and receive the offering. Go ahead.
with the guy that had the, the lung problems with the oxygen on and then flesh when you when you have it and I'll, I'll cue it up you can be seated I'm preaching a message and then we're gonna pray for everybody all the pastors get your spirits ready don't come in cold out of the bullpen stir yourself up while I'm preaching we're gonna pray for every person that's here by the laying on of hands which is a lot of people so I'll cut my sermon short you know Bishop David Oyedepo that has the largest church on planet earth he, he announced they're going to lay hands on everyone. There's 300,000 people. He prayed for people from, service was at 8 a.m. He prayed for people from 10, 20 a.m. till 9 at night with no water bricks in his, in his 60s. So this is nothing. I'm preaching a message that I've titled, The Wisest Prostitute Who Ever Lived. Joshua chapter 2, verse 1. Then Jesus secretly sent, or sorry, then Joshua, actually it's the same name. Then Joshua secretly sent out two spies from the Israelite camp at Acacia Grove. 
he instructed them, scout out the land on the other side of the Jordan River, especially around Jericho. So the two men set out and came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there that night. But someone told the king of Jericho, some Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent orders to Rahab, bring out the men who have come into your house for they've come here to spy out the whole land. Rahab had hidden the two men, but she replied, yes, the men were here earlier, but I didn't know where they were from. They left the town at dusk as the gates were about to close. I don't know where they went. If you hurry, you can probably catch up with them. Actually, she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them beneath bundles of flax she had laid out. So the king's men went looking for the spies along the, the road leading to the shallow crossings of the Jordan River. And as soon as the king's men had left, the gate of Jericho was shut. Before the spies went to sleep that night. Listen to this. This is why she's the smartest prostitute who ever lived. Rahab went up on the roof to talk with them. I know the Lord has given you this land. So a hooker could perceive what the king could not perceive. Just some words you're used to hearing on Sunday morning. Prostitute, hooker. See how many synonyms I can get to. Woman of the night, wanton woman. I know the Lord has given you this land, she told them. We are all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror. For we have heard that the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. And we know what you did to Sihon and Og, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River, whose people you completely destroyed. No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and the earth below. Now swear to me by the Lord that you will be kind to me and my family. Since I have helped you, give me some guarantee that when Jericho is conquered, you'll let me live along with my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all their families. We offer our own lives as a guarantee for your safety. The men agreed. If you don't betray us, we'll keep our promise and be kind to you when the Lord gives us the land. Then since Rahab's house was built into the wall of the city. Now, I might not get to it. So Rahab's wall was built into the wall of Jericho. What fell? And then the Bible says if we, I'm not going to have time. If you go to Joshua chapter 6, the wall fell flat. But then they said go in and get Rahab and her family out of her house. So actually, you would have seen a major miracle because the whole wall would have fell flat except for one house. And God protected her. And those are scriptures that help you that whatever the devil has planned in England or Pennsylvania or the United States, whatever plans the World Economic Forum or the United Nations or Bill Gates are making, just because destruction's coming, God has a way of escape for his people. You are partakers of his divine nature who has given you an escape from the corruption of this earth. Can you say amen? Her wall was built into the city, or her home was built into the city wall. Escape to the hill country, she told them. Hide there for three days from the men searching for you. Then when they have returned, you can go on your way. Before they left, the men told her, we will be bound by the oath we have taken only if you follow these instructions. When we come into the land, 
you must leave a scarlet rope hanging from the window through which you let us down. And all your family members, your father, mother, brother, and all your relatives must be there inside the house. If they go out into the street and are killed, it's not our fault. But if anyone lays a hand on people inside this house, we'll accept the responsibility for their death. If you betray us, however, we're not bound by this oath in any way. Accept your terms, she replied. And she sent them on their way, leaving the scarlet rope. Don't forget about that rope hanging from the window. The spies went up into the hill country and stayed there for three days. The men who were chasing them searched everywhere along the road, but they finally returned without success. Then the two spies came down from the hill country, crossed the Jordan River, and reported to Joshua all that had happened to them. The Lord has given us the whole land, they said, for all the people there are terrified of us. If we go to Joshua chapter 6, they have the prophetic instruction to march around the whole city, and then the last lap around, they gave a shout and a blast from the ram's horns. The whole group shouted. That's where we get those songs like shout unto God for the victory. Shout with the voice of triumph. Sickness and disease steals your joy. It steals your shout. There's no joy in the ICU. I go, I've been to pray for people many times. It's sad. Sadness and sorrow are magnets for Satan's power. Joy and praise magnetize the presence of God. How many of you could feel the presence of God on that song, Worthy is the Lamb? Worthy is your name, Jesus. We're going to sing that when, when we pray for people. So they gave the shout, and the Bible said the walls fell flat. Because if walls that are as high as, as this building, and remember, six teams of chariots could ride. So that, that wall was probably higher than this building, and then half as wide as it. So even if it collapsed, it's still a wall. When the Twin Towers went down, you couldn't just walk over them. There's a big thing of rubble. The Bible said the walls miraculously fell flat other than her house, and they marched into the city, and she was saved. Now Rahab was a prostitute. She was from Jericho. Everything was set up for her to go. Now, nah, I don't like these people. I'll turn them in. That woman had enough sense to say, this, these people carry God's touch. And I'm not going down with the ship. I don't know what your past is here today. You know, Jonathan, I need prayer, but really I did it to myself. I smoked. You know, I heard a guy on Christian radio one time say, if you got yourself into the mess, don't expect God to get you out. Then we all go to hell then. If he's right, then we all go to hell. Because God didn't do our sinning for us. We did our sinning. Yet while we were in sin, he sent Christ to die and become the offering for our sin. So God, unlike many religious people, God has something called mercy. And mercy is, even if you are responsible, I will take care of you. Can you say amen? Now, I don't know what our friends that believe in predestination and sovereign election, meaning that God chooses who he's going to save. I want you to catch this before I pray for you because it will get your faith right. Our friends that believe that God selects who he's going to save ahead of time, I don't know what they do with a story like this. Because the word had gone forth from God, not the devil, that everybody in this city was to be killed. And when this woman, who was a prostitute, it's like, and Rahab, who was a God-fearing woman in Jericho, she, among the heathen, she was an extra heathen. But she said, I see that God's with me. 
and I put in a request. Say this nice and loud. Faith makes a request. Yeah, otherwise it's dormant. Now, I believe, you know, in God's time, whatever. What if Rahab said, you know, if God wants to spare me, he can spare me. And that's up to him. No, I have a request because I've helped you. Let my family live. What did God say? No, no. You will never see anywhere in the Bible where somebody's faith said yes and God said no. I hope God heals me today. That's not faith. That's called hope. Faith is the confident assurance that what we hope for will happen. So turn the hope to faith. Today is my day. I'm not leaving here with what I came in here with. If that sounds like you, shout a living amen. You know, I've told that story before because it helps illustrate it. Do you have the, uh, okay, play this. I'm going to save me storytelling. Just watch it. He came over here yesterday. We wanted to hear the message and see what was going on. And you walked up and you told him what he was suffering from. And you put your hand on his chest. And I've seen sideshows, but I've seen sideshows. But what I saw happen, I, I, I'm still dumbfounded. He left here, took the oxygen off of his nose, and he walked from here to our camp without oxygen. And at 10 o'clock last night, he was still without oxygen. And I think he put it on during the night because he's still not sure. He's not sure about what's going on. And today, all day until we got here, and he, he walked, he sat down and put the oxygen on a low level to assist him. But that man has not had a breath without assistance in over a decade. So, till yesterday. But cats like him and cats like me, you know, we ain't getting fooled. We're not going to be we're not going to be played or fooled. But what I saw yesterday, uh, it was probably the most powerful thing I've seen. And I, you know, we love we love the fact that you laid hand on him, and it worked. Whatever you did, whatever God did through your hand, um, that man's that man is going to live a lot longer than all of us had hoped. So thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you. Isn't that great? What a privilege to be able to minister to the entire cast of Yellowstone. Those people weren't... Now, I'm, I'm saying this because people don't know what faith is. Rahab was saved, and actually she's in the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11. She was saved because of her faith, not because of divine election. Joshua and Caleb didn't come in and say, now we have instruction from God that your house is going to get saved. No, she was supposed to die. There's people in here that are supposed to die. But I pray that all of your cousins and children and grandchildren that already have their inheritance spent in their head will have to wait another 30 years by the power of God in Jesus' name. Now that guy, those, those people had just given their lives to the Lord. If I was a normal minister, now why, do, why don't you get rid of those tattoos first and then we'll pray. But you don't read scriptures like that. 
So that guy had faith. I finished preaching a salvation message, and he said, hey, will you come pray for my friend? This is their first time ever hearing the Bible. Will you go pray for my friend's lungs? What's that called? Faith. It would have been just as easy to give me the middle finger and walk off the field. I don't believe any of this stuff. No, he has faith, and faith moves God's hand. There's something about faith in God that'll cause him to pass over a million people that need it worse than you do to get to you. You know, God, uh, uh, not to sound callous, but I, I got to tell you about my God. He's not up in heaven crying. The Bible says he sits in heaven and laughs. He's unbothered. You hear people preach, God's heart breaks over the nation. No, it doesn't. His heart broke over people. So he said, he's not empty. He doesn't make empty platitudes. My heart breaks for you. No, he so loved, past tense, the world that he gave, not his going to give, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, whosoever meaneth me, whosoever means you, up to you. God didn't say whosoever, as long as you're not a biker. No, you could actually be a church choir member who won't believe? I don't believe in that. Then you, fine. I, God is unmoved. I don't care. But if you believe, believest thou that I can make you to see? Yea, Lord. As your faith is, so be it unto you. Believe. Only believe. All things are possible if thou canst believe. So what did he do? He believed. Hey, will you go pray for my friend? I went to just pray for him. And as I went to pray for him, I knew like I knew my name is Jonathan David Shuttlesworth. You have COPD, you have emphysema, and you have a third thing that's wrong in your uh, cardiovascular system that they haven't been able to diagnose, that they've run tests on and they still don't know what it is. He went like this. What's that called? It's the word of knowledge. It's a manifestation of the Holy Ghost to let people know that are new and all This is not bull crap. There is a God who knows the secret things. Same way I went to that Brazilian church in Somerville, Massachusetts. At 19 years old, getting ready to graduate Bible college, and the minister from Brazil pointed up in the balcony and said, bring me that young man. 2,000 people were there. I was the only one they called out. Thus saith the Lord in Portuguese. Did I not call you into the ministry? Do you think I've forgotten about you? And yea, now I shall begin to open doors for you to preach. I actually used the word evangelist. Now he didn't know me. Like we couldn't even speak the same language together. There's a God. There is a God. A B, he has all power. C, up to you whether you want to appeal to him or not. So religion and unbelief want you to think it's up to God whether you live or die. When he's ready for me, where is that in the Bible? He's ready for me. I'm not dying. I was sitting next to a lady on a plane. Well, you have to die at some point, but not now, not at 42, my friend. It is a, a Psalm... The Bible says, it's given unto men 70 years or 80 years by reason of strength. Three score and 10, four score by reason of strength. 70, 80 years is low end. Do you hear me? Low end. What are you winding down at 52 for? 55. 
going to play right into AARP, third most, most powerful lobby in the country. So they get you a magazine, you can read about what new sickness is out, what challenge us seniors are facing seniors. Don't call me a senior at 50 unless you want kicked. Then what medication I can get a discount on as an AARP member so they can take more of my money. Let me tell you something. What, when Rahab made her appeal, I was flying on a plane one time and we landed and then as soon as we landed, we took back off real quick. So people freaked out, even the flight attendant looked nervous. And I was sitting on the aisle seat in first class and I had a lady, a business lady was next to me. She said, why did they do that? I said, well, one of two things. Either they cleared two planes for the same runway, so we had to bail out on the landing, or our landing gear's messed up and they don't have the ability to make a, a proper landing. She said, well, how will we know which one it is? I said, look out the window. If there's a bunch of fire trucks and ambulances, it's not good. She said, how come you're not worried? Because me squinting won't make the plane land. I've never heard a pilot say we were going to crash, but we were able to pull off a successful landing because people cursed and squinted a lot. I'm not dying. I've got work to do. Divine work. And anything that's assigned against my life can kiss my gospel grit. I'm not dying. I don't care what they have planned. I don't care what they're putting in the food. Cancer will not know my address. And I tell you as a child of God, cancer will lose your address today. Sickness and disease dies in your body today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Come on, I don't hear anybody in here. You're not meant to be numbered among the sick. If you believe it, can you shout amen? amen. Say it so the devil can hear you. I don't get sick. I heal the sick. It doesn't say these signs will follow them that believe, they'll get sick. It says these signs will follow them that believe, they'll lay their hands on the sick and the sick will recover. So you don't only carry enough healing for you, you carry an overflow to go have it bleed out of you onto other people. They touched him and they felt virtue go out from his body. All right, Rahab, you want to live? Then God grants your request. I'm trying to preach all the divine election out of you like that. God picks who to heal, who to kill. No. Today I set before you life and death, blessing and curses. Oh, that you would choose life. Choice is yours. And the Bible says, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. So it's a violent choice. I'm not dying. Well, okay, I hope it works. I will live and not die. Psalm 118, 17. I will be anointed with fresh oil. I know when I touch him, I'll be healed. That's what the woman with the issue of blood said. Jesus said, Jesus didn't even, listen to this now. My divine election friends. Jesus didn't even know who touched him. Who touched me? The woman realizing it was her, acknowledged it was her. Daughter, be encouraged. He didn't say my power made you well. He didn't say the Holy Ghost made you well. He said, what? Your faith. Faith reaches out to God. Faith refuses to accept any report that's contrary to the Word of God. 
How many of you know life's hard? That's not what the, that's not a scripture. My yoke is and my burden is. Now we've acquired two properties, one that we own, one to use right now, and then we've acquired 25 acres of land. Was there any struggle? Was there any uh, uh, pleading for money? No, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The way of the spirit is not a forced way. God makes a way through the wilderness. He makes crooked paths straight. So God's not up in heaven crying about people's situations. He already did something. He sent his son to brutally be handed over to people. To die my death and die your death. That in receiving what he did, you and your descendants can live. There's nothing more that needs to be done. Jesus does not have to make a special trip down from heaven. Paul said it like this in Romans 10. This is the word of faith that we preach that says someone doesn't need to go up to heaven to bring it down. The word is nigh thee. It is in your heart and in your mouth. Death and life is in the power of the... That's why preachers are commissioned. You know, when I leave here, I'm going to get on a plane and I preach in Ruston, Louisiana tonight at 7 p.m., then 10 and 7, and it'll go all over the world. Because a preacher is to tell people this, that it's all been done, but they can't call on him whom they have never heard. So preachers have to preach. If God wants it done, he'll do it. That's not a scripture. There's plenty of things God wants done that don't get done. God wants the whole world to go to heaven. He's willing that none should perish. They're not all going to heaven. You decide. I'm trying like a spur on a boot to urge you to reject every negative pronouncement. Rahab made up her mind. I may be a hooker. I may live in a pagan land. I may have made nothing but bad choices up until now. But I recognize that these men carry the power of God. And I'm going to lay hold of it. And me and my family are not going to die. We're going to live. Because if you want to know what God's will is, I can tell you. I came that they might have. God said live. God said live to you. Live. Live. I took my wife out on the lake, Lake Erie, last weekend for Memorial Day. Rented a beautiful boat. It was a lot of money. A dollar said, why'd you spend all that money for one day? The next day, somebody wired me $10,000 from Europe personally, which was $1,000 more than that day cost, going out to dinner and renting that big boat. And I said, gee, Adonis, it's almost like the Lord likes us living. I'm not saving my money to enjoy you when, you when you're 78. I want to enjoy you now at 38. I'll enjoy you then too, but I'm going to extra enjoy you now. Before you look like the Quaker Oats guy. Amen. Somebody say live. That lady that I prayed for in Nebraska that was in a wheelchair full of stage four cancer. You know what started the process of snapping her out of the wheelchair? She had a, lake, a hat on that said Lake of the Ozarks. And I said, wouldn't it be great to spend eight more summers at that lake? And her, she went from this to this. Yeah. Live. Stop making plans to die. My, Susan and I are picking out our burial sites. Don't. Who cares? You won't be there. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. 
I don't care what they do with my body. Antifa can kick it around like a soccer ball for all I care. When I'm out of here, I'm out of here. And I'm going to get a new body and a glorified body. And I'm going to live forever. Little Ric Flair rose up in me. Somebody shall live. Live and not die. Hallelujah. All right, you can live, but here's one condition. Take what color cord? Take a scarlet cord and put it out the window. Was that to honor the scarlet letter from Ernest Hemingway? No, that had not been written yet. You read any scholar you want. Catholic, Presbyterian, Baptist, full gospel won't make any difference. They'll all tell you the same thing. That scarlet rope represented what? The blood of Jesus. You know, Jesus' name is Yeshua, which is what Joshua's name is in the Hebrew, Yeshua. Joshua is an Old Testament type of Christ. All right, you want to live? Apply my blood to your house and you'll live. Jesus didn't come and give speeches only. He gave his blood. And he said, if you believe that blood, I'll tell you what it says in Hebrews, that he carried. (laughs) This happened in the spirit realm. When he died, he took his own blood. In the Old Testament, they took the blood of bulls and goats to represent the blood of Jesus. The tabernacle was built like the one that is in heaven. But Jesus took his own blood in a basin, carried it into the Holy of Holies, and sprinkled it over us. The red cord. So if you believe in your heart, that's it. You don't have to carry a wooden cross around. You don't have to go to Israel. You don't have to touch the wailing wall. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Messiah, is Lord, and you shall be saved in your house. Stand on your feet, everybody. I would say no moving around, but no one moves around anyway, because if you want to go to the bathroom here, it's a three-mile journey and requires a donkey and a canteen. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. And many multitudes came to hear and be healed of their infirmities and those who were tormented by evil spirits, Luke chapter 6. And as many as touched it, healing virtue went out from it. Healing virtue went out from it. They had come to hear him and be healed of their diseases. And those troubled by evil spirits were healed. Lift your hands all over this room. Every sick person, everyone troubled by evil spirits, spirits of addiction, spirits of uncontrolled torment, the same living word that came and was made flesh and dwelt among us and cleared out all manner of sickness and disease and cleared every tormenting spirit out. Things that opened into your life through sexual immorality. The mistakes you're responsible for. The Lord heals you of them now. And every tormenting spirit leaves your life permanently. In Jesus' name.
in Jesus' name. You put your hands down and look up at me. Everyone tried to touch him because healing power went out from him. And he healed. How many people did he heal? Lord, if it be thy will. What do you mean? Do you not read? Are you illiterate? My minister friend, if it be your will. What part of, what part of God's will? Say this with me. God's word is God's will in print. How many people did Jesus heal? Oh, they brought in them all the sick and he healed most of them. He went, you, you, not you, not you, not you, you. He healed them all. He healed people he wasn't supposed to heal. The Syrophoenician woman was not supposed to receive healing. It's not right to take the bread that belongs to the children and throw it to dogs, Gentiles. Yea, Lord, but even the dogs get the crumbs that fall from the children's table. You've answered well, and because you've answered so well, I've healed your daughter. She wasn't supposed to be healed. He was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel, and until they rejected him, she had no right the same way Rahab had no right. But when your faith says yes, God will never say no. When your faith says yes, God will never say no. When your faith says live, God will not say die. I see life flowing into you now. In Jesus' name. I'm not praying for you because you have red hair, my friend. I'm not praying for you because you have red hair, but I did notice you, and I want you to come to the aisle. I'm praying for you because the hand of the Lord's on you. You're going to be the first person today that God reverses years of problems in one moment. Lift both hands to the Lord. As you do, the power of God comes upon you. Close both eyes. Anything that's wrong in your body and any torment from the out. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. Somebody say the word faith. Someone sent us a, 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 a video from New England of their son. They watch us as a family every Sunday. And they sent a video of their son, who I think is eight years old, praying for someone. And they said, I command you to be healed now. Not in eight hours or tomorrow, now. Childlike faith. I'm not, well, let's see if this works. Couldn't hurt, won't help either. I'm taking, it's like if no one gets anything in this service but me, I'm taking my healing. You know that man, that man that they had me pray for at the biker rally? I, as a healing faith preacher, was nervous. It was 102 degrees outside. And he's sitting there, 100 pounds, eating up in his lungs. You know, it's, it's not, and then God heals him. People that are too weak, that really shouldn't even be in the service, God heals. He raises the dead. I said he raises the dead. So whatever you would want to tell me about how bad your case is, you're not dead. And if you were dead, Jesus could still do something about it. Nah. Goodbye, death. I did not become a pastor to conduct your funeral. I became... The more you read the Bible, you just even wonder what people are doing. How many weddings did Jesus perform? He supplied beverages to one, but he never did any. How many funerals did Jesus conduct? He only ruined funerals. He touched the woman, the widow of Nain, and she touched the casket and they stopped, and he touched it again, and the boy sat up and ruined the afternoon for everyone. 
as several of the pallbearers had to change their pants. <laughs> Jesus was a funeral ruiner, not a funeral conductor. And he said, I want you to carry out my work. So tonight, today, we continue his work of ruining funerals. Whoever has planned your death, they'll be frustrated in Jesus' name. Yeah, stick around for a little while. When he's ready for me, he says, come when you're ready. But if you want to live, live. And no one would care if I'm, if I'm alive or not. I care. I didn't sweat through this suit because I don't care. I care with God's care for you. Amen. My friend with the red hair, lift your hands one more time. Close both eyes. Second time spiritual. Here comes a second wave of God's glory on your body. In G there it is. Filled in Jesus. That's it. Go right through you. In Jesus' mighty name. There's people here that will never know sickness again. There's people here that will never touch another unclean object again. Your days of torment and sadness and tears die this morning. You're, the only tears you cry for the next six months are tears of joy. Saying, surely the Lord has done great things. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Sister Clarita, you can come back up and we'll have you sing the same song while we pray for people. Every head bowed, every eye closed. It's time to hang the, the scarlet cord out your window, which for her was a rope that represented the blood of Jesus, but for you is the actual shed blood of Jesus. Jonathan, if I was honest, I'm on the first half of 2 Chronicles 15, not the second half. I make little time for God. I've not stayed with Him. I've lived my own life. You know, you can go to church every Sunday and go to hell for eternity. This is not a religious ceremony. This is an empowering service to live in covenant with God all the days of your life. And some of you, if you were honest, you'd say, I can get healed today, but I won't keep it the way I've been living. I must give God my whole heart and I'm not putting it off one more day. I'm giving God my whole life today, not part of my life. I'm not gonna fight against God anymore. I'm not gonna be like Samson that enjoys the presence of God one moment and then goes and indulges the flesh. I give myself completely to God today. If you're here and you're honest, you say, Jonathan, that's me. I've never given my life completely to God or I once have. But I've drifted away, but I'm making things right today. I want you, I'm even going to skip the lifting of hands part. If the Lord's dealing with your heart, you need to make that commitment. I want you to join me right now on this white line. We're going to pray. Come right now. In Jesus' name, everyone the Lord's dealing with, come now. Come right now. I need to surrender my entire life to the Lord. Come now. God bless you as you come. But there's more. I need to surrender my life to God today. Who else before we pray? There's more. Awesome. Keep coming. This is your day. This is your day. That's right. The devil loses you and your family permanently. That's right. There's more. Awesome. 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 No more torment. No more sickness. No more disease. Who else? Softly and tenderly. Jesus is calling. 15 more seconds. Yeah. Awesome. I feel the dam breaking. The devil is going to have the worst Sunday he's ever had. 
lose one captive after another captive all captivity goes as you walk the aisle the captivity drops off your life anyone else before we pray those of you watching online and on television and those of you that are here lift both your hands to the Lord say this out loud Heavenly Father I give you my life I turn my back on sin I believe in my heart you raised Jesus from the dead I confess with my mouth Jesus is Lord and my Savior come into my heart Lord Jesus fill me with your power where I was weak give me your strength in Jesus name now say this out loud I am saved I am free I am clean I am forgiven I am new in Jesus name keep your hands lifted I bless every one of you in the name of Jesus whatever tormented your life before today it loses access to you it loses access the same way I don't struggle you won't struggle by the grace and power of God in Jesus name in Jesus name you ever notice how God has me stop the service when somebody turns their faith on that's what faith does God will stop everything to touch somebody that says I believe you now since death and life are in the power of the tongue say this from your innermost belly I reject all sickness in the name of Jesus I receive Jesus Christ as my healer and my personal physician today sickness has lost my address my body is strengthened now now there will be hundreds of testimonies that come into this ministry from what's about to happen those of you watching in line with your family and children stand there and lift both hands let the Lord touch you as we pray we're gonna line up quickly and pray quickly go ahead brother Jeff hey this is Jonathan Shuttlesworth I want to thank you for listening to my podcast or if you're listening to my wife's thank you on her behalf if you want to be more than just a casual listener and stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, go to RevivalToday.com and click Give Now and be a part of the 1,000 monthly partners that we're believing for. I have a special gift that I'll send to you today, and I'll say thank you in advance. Until next time, thanks for listening. See you later.